And uh, I know that you're uh, at home for Thanksgiving, and uh, we just hope that wherever you are, you are surrounded uh, by family and friends and those you love, and that you have much to be thankful for. Uh, God is good, and I know that um, as he is leading you, I know that you are just in a good place today, and so I'm happy for that. I wish I could be there with you um, eating all that good food because we still have another month or so till, uh, probably a month and a half actually, till Thanksgiving here, so it will be fun to double dip on some Thanksgiving meals for sure. Um, today in light of Thanksgiving, uh, something that God's put on my heart for you as a community at Praxis um, is just something that I believe is very linked to gratefulness and thankfulness, and that is uh, the topic of contentment. Contentment. Uh, how many people want to be content in life, right? I know, I see all of your hands right there in your homes is perfect. Um, I want to be content, right? I don't, I don't want to feel unfulfilled. I want to, I want to be fulfilled. I want to be content. I want to lack for no good thing. And the Bible actually has a lot to say about that. And so today I just want to encourage us uh, in that. First Timothy uh, explains that godliness with contentment is great gain, is great gain. How good does that sound? Godliness with contentment is great gain. Yet how often do we actually desire and seek contentment without taking any steps forward in our godliness? You hear what I'm saying? And trust me, if you if you don't know me, uh, Talk to Drew, talk to Heather. I'm the least religious person probably you'll ever meet. Um, this is not coming from a religious spirit or any kind of you know uh, law-based theology. No, I'm just saying, man, oftentimes in my own life, I know, in my own heart, I desire contentment, I desire fulfillment, and I actually seek it in my own ways, in my own abilities, in my own strategies, and it has nothing to do with actually growing in godliness. It's like I leave God out of the picture and I go after it in my own strength, in my own abilities. And it just never works. But God's desire for us is contentment. And he says to us that godliness with contentment is actually great gain. I'm going to like lose my voice. Just give me one second. <laughs> So I, I, I want to talk about this a bit today. And I do believe that Praxis as a community is called to be a community that is godly. Uh, that not only are you godly um, just in the way that you live out your faith, but that you're godly in your pursuit of contentment as a community and as individuals who follow Jesus. And I think that it's important for us to, in our pursuit of contentment, stay centered in our hearts and in our minds. And, and that's really what we're talking about when we talk about our godliness is, hey, in our pursuit of contentment, like where's our heart at, right? Where, where's our mentality at? Where's our, our, our perception of reality and how we're actually going about our worldview in that pursuit of contentment? Because I believe that a community that finds godliness in contentment is a community uh, that will have a deep sense of fulfillment and purpose. And I know that that's what God has for you. Um, I also believe that this marker um, of godliness with contentment, that it's actually a marker um, on our lives as followers of Jesus. Like it's, it's visible. You ever just seen someone, it's just like, man, they, like they're just always good. Like they, they, just, they seem all good. Like you see them and like, yeah, we're good. They're steady. We're, yeah, we're, 
honestly, we're just re really thankful. We're content. Like, things are good. It's attractive. It's beautiful. There's no striving. It's, it's, it's I believe, the, the benchmark, right? One of those things that when we hit that place of dependency on who God is in our lives, and our heart is fully his and we're giving him the best of our of our the resources of our life our time our energy our our thought life our heart right in that place of godliness just pursuing being with him and being more like him and allowing him to be the one who leads our journey in that place there is a great sense of fulfillment and it is noticeable it is attractive i know when i see it in people's lives and and some of you i know and i've seen it in your lives i just it makes me want to be around you it makes me want to hang out and and just get some of what they got right and so it is a marker on our lives and and i think that a healthy pulse right uh in life in general is a good thing and we understand that like in our anatomy and our bodies right that um you know you you want to have a healthy pulse right uh, you gotta have a healthy ticker <laughs> and so uh you know when you when your pulse is good um it, it's it's a good thing when your pulse is not good it's not a good thing and and that could mean when your pulse is is erratic right or or, or too slow or inconsistent right man you get that checked out or when it's like raging raging and it's like just out of control like hey you probably should get that checked out too but a healthy pulse is a good thing and i think in the same way spiritually um our contentment right and the appropriation of the resources of our life including our like i said our time our energy our thought life but also our wealth and our finances all of those things every resource in our lives the appropriation of those things uh, man, it, it's, it, it oftentimes dictates what the pulse of our life is like, right? And, and, and when we get a little off kilter in our pursuits and we're pursuing certain opportunities or certain resources or certain um, objectivities or certain accomplishments in a way that, and there's nothing wrong with that. I want you to pursue great things. I want you to be successful in everything you put your hand to. And I know God does too. But when the appropriation of the resources of our life are inconsistent, um, because we, we've, we've removed God from the picture of those conversations, uh, it's easy for our pulse in life to get unhealthy. And then our contentment goes out the window. And it doesn't matter how much we accomplish, what we have or amass or get in life, nothing's ever enough. We never arrive. And we lose that sense of contentment. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Uh, my wife, Rachel, actually is in Uganda right now. And uh, that's kind of crazy to say that out loud. It's her first time in Africa. And it's also her first time traveling internationally without me. Um, in the last 17 years uh, that we've been married. And so I miss her like crazy right now as I record this. Um, but uh, one of the things that she's doing over there is she's part of a missions team and they're out into some far reaching tribes um, where literally I think she's there 18 days, six days of the trip, uh, there's no running water and no electricity where they are. That's wild. That's wild. And, and here's what I can promise you is that God is going to destroy her heart, <laughs> like in the best way, right? He, he is going to, to show her things and, and speak things over her and to her uh, that will change her forever. Uh, I've never been to Africa. I'm, I've, I've never had those experiences. I can't wait to, to learn. I can't wait for her to bring some things back that will change my life forever. Um, but this understanding of just how much we have in life, 
Like the resources that we have. The fact I never have to think about a roof over my head. Uh, I know that some people do. I never have to think about running water or electricity or just these basic necessities, things that we just have so readily accessible. Um, man, life is different for everyone, but in the spirit, in the spirit, life is the same for all of us. And I, I believe that if, if we are going to find contentment, it's not about what we have or don't have. It's, it's about our pursuit of godliness, of wanting to experience more of who he is, of, of daily offering our lives to him as an offering and inviting him to truly be the Lord of our lives, the one who is over it all. Uh, it's so important. That's, that's my prayer for you, for me, for all of us. First uh, Timothy chapter 6, I want to read from this now, uh, verses 3 through 21. I know last Sunday I got into that, um, that message paraphrase, and so today we're going to keep it real strict with the ESV. Um, starting in verse 3, uh, he says these things, uh, teach and urge these things. Paul writing to Timothy, if anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching that accords with godliness, he is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing. It's just, I like that. It's just so straightforward. Hey, if anyone doesn't teach like according to what is sound doctrine and the words of Jesus regarding godliness, um, they are puffed up with conceit and they understand nothing. It's not like they're a little off and they have partial understanding. No, they understand nothing. <laughs> they have an unhealthy craving for controversy and for quarrels about words which produce envy, dissension, slander, evil suspicions, and constant friction among people who are depraved in mind and deprived of the truth, imagining that godliness is a means for gain. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing... With these, we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. And it is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. Verse 11. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus, who is in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession to keep the commandment sustained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will display at the proper time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who alone is immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one ever sees nor can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. Verse 17. 
As for the rich in this present age, charge them to not be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good and be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasures for themselves as a good foundation for the future, so they may take hold of that which is truly life. O Timothy, guard the deposit I entrusted to you. Avoid the irreverent babble and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge, for by professing it, some have swerved from the faith. Grace be with you. Grace be with you. Some strong cautions in there. Some pretty strict instruction. Uh, there's some heavy language. Some, some, some very like bright, big, absolutely uh, can't ignore warning signs that, that Paul is bringing instruction here. And it's so important. And, and I think they still speak to us today. I know they speak to me today, definitely. Everything about this instruction is for Timothy's good. Everything about this instruction today is for our good as followers of Jesus. It is for your good, this instruction from the word today. And it's helpful. And none of this is about finance or wealth. I know there's a lot of language around that. None of it's actually about finance or wealth. It is all about our hearts. Every single part of this. Right? There are a number of places in the Bible where it's very clear. Man looks on the outward, but God looks at the heart. Right? What he desires from us is our whole hearts. Um, it's the number one thing that he commands of us. To love him with all of our hearts. And so everything about this is about the heart and the posture of our hearts, the positioning of our hearts, and where our hearts are in regards to a relationship with him. And, and, and really, it's not about our resources. And I, I made it clear earlier, I'll say it again, I hope that you find success in life. I, I hope that you do live a life of abundance and that God gives you more than enough. But more than any of that, I hope that your heart is aligned with his heart so that when you have resources in this life, whether they be great or little, like he is able to do infinitely more with them than we ever could. It's all for him. And it's all about our heart's position and posture before him in the midst of what we're facing. That's what we're talking about today. That's what contentment is all about. And so scripturally, there's, there's no issue with doing well in life financially or prospering. Uh, the issue scripturally, though, is the condition of our hearts. And so that's where I get back to that question, right? How's your pulse? How's your pulse? Spiritually, how's your pulse? How's your heart? Are you doing okay? Like, I, I think that we have a number of... of spiritual epidemics in our world right now. And one of them is just spiritual apathy. Just becoming apathetic in our faith. Yeah, 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 I'm a Christian. Oh, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I just clearly don't value him because I, I give none of my daily practice to him. <laughs> like I, I would not be able to honestly call myself a devoted follower of Jesus. I think that is, that is a very common thread right now um, amongst the world of people who know the truth but aren't living in the truth. Uh, 
And that word, Lord, that we have died to ourselves, that he, we are now alive in Christ and he is the Lord of our lives. No longer I that live, but Christ who live in me. That concept, it can't just be lip service. It can't just be cheap words that then we don't live out. We'll never find contentment outside of that. And the goal is not to find contentment. The goal is to, to know Jesus and to follow him. But the byproduct of knowing him and following him and, and living a godly life and having a healthy pulse, having our hearts aligned with him, the byproduct is a beautiful sense of contentment. That again, no matter what we have or don't have, uh, in him, we have all that we need. Our heart for you today as, as we give thanks this Thanksgiving is that you would find contentment in Jesus and that you would do it by giving him all of your heart, every piece of it, and allowing him to rule and reign in it through every season of life and in every area of your life. And so as a response today, really simply, um, I just want to pray something over us. Uh, the Lord's Prayer, Psalm 23. Um, I want to pray this over, over us today and, and um, believe for great contentment in your life. Does that, does that sound okay? Right where you are in your home. Um, when I pray this out, would you just agree with me in your spirit? I'm gonna believe for God to do great things in the day ahead, to, to give you a healthy pulse. And mo most of you have a really healthy pulse already. I'm not saying you don't. Uh, just let's, let's believe for consistency, for longevity in that as we continue to pursue a life of following Jesus. Uh, Psalm 23, I'm gonna read from the New Living Translation. And I'll pray it as a prayer of thanksgiving with faith. God, I thank you uh, that you are my shepherd and I do have all that I need. I thank you that you let me rest in green meadows and you lead me beside peaceful streams. I thank you that you renew my strength and you guide me along right paths and that your name is honored through all of this. And even when I walk through the, the darkest of valleys, I thank you that I don't have to be afraid. For you are close beside me always. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. I thank you that your goodness, that your unfailing love pursue me today and every day of my life. And I promise that I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for all you've done. Thank you for all that you're yet to do. Help me to be content in you for you are my everything. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praxis, we love you. Have an awesome Sunday and uh, enjoy uh, again uh, all of this time. Uh, I know, I know, hockey's. Bad. I know all kinds of things are happening. Um, I, I said it last week. Look, whatever happens in the baseball, most of you probably don't care. Uh, I hope the Blue Jays and the Mariners both do well, but probably the Mariners more. But um, I hope to be with you soon. And uh, man, keep digging into Jesus. He, he's absolutely the best. <laughs>